1959, I had um, an experience that I want to relate to you. I had someone very special in my life that I really wanted to give a gift to. And I was only quite young, so I'd saved and I'd saved and I'd saved pennies and literally pennies, they were pennies, <laughs> and thruppences and things like this until I got to the point where I could buy this special gift for this very special person. And it may not seem like a really fancy gift, but for me it was something very, very unique. And it was a, a set of candles. And I just thought they looked beautiful. They were the most amazing things. And so I can remember this, the time had come, I'd bought the, the items and I set them up actually in the bathroom of this person's house. I lit them all and I stood back and I thought, oh, they just look absolutely fantastic. I was so thrilled and I couldn't wait till this person came into the room and saw them because I thought, they're going to just be so ecstatic and just so overwhelmed. But unfortunately, they went into the room and they came out and they said, who died? <laughs> and to me, as a child, I was devastated. I couldn't believe that this person didn't think, when looking at, at these beautiful candles, that they were beautiful too. And that as you're probably well aware now, that stayed with me for like over, close on, you know, over 60 years or around about 60 years. That stayed there as, as an imprint on my life for that length of time. Well, you're probably thinking, well, what has that got to do with today? Today's Pentecost and, you know, what are you talking about? Well, it's got a great deal because, you see, God is a God of gifts, God gives gifts abundantly to us. And Pentecost is about the giving of those gifts and the empowerment. But what would it be like if you were God, just like me being the child, and God or you have a gift for somebody and they don't accept it? Have you ever had that happen? Or could you imagine what it would be like if you did have it happen? The gift that you've got, that you've spent time, money and effort to be able to give is not accepted. Well, some people just don't accept the gift of God. We've got this wonderful spirit, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit gets called, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit is, is for us to be able to simply receive. And the day of Pentecost, they received that spirit with joy. And that spirit not only just came into their lives to freshen their lives, but it came to be able to be spread. So the Holy Spirit has two main functions. One of those functions is for us to live a fuller life, to have our life refreshed and renewed and to be able to help us through the difficult times and enjoy the good times. But it's also for others. And that gets displayed in, the, in that Acts, I guess, the, the, the story. I'll call it a story because some of you might think that it's a myth. I don't know where your theology is with this. You might call it a myth. You might call it a metaphor. Or you might think that it actually happened. And all, it, all are fine. 
It doesn't matter where you stand theologically because the message is the same. The message is that God gave to us abundantly, overabundantly, unnecessarily for our lives to be empowered, just like what Don was talking about. But not only our lives, but others' lives. So when we receive this power, when we're open enough to receive this power, then this power gets transferred. It's like the light that shines. It's like the battery in the torch, that it powers us up. And then when people look at us, they see that light. It's switched on. Now, it might not always be as bright as you'd like it to be, but it's not about God. God didn't miss it there because God gave it. So what's it come down to? It comes down to then us being able to be first and foremost able to receive it or willing to receive it. Now, some of you might look at that story in Pentecost and go, well, you know, these tongues of fire came down and people spoke in, in languages that were unknown um, to the people speaking them but known to those listening. So what was that? We may never know. Some people would say that it was glossolalia or speaking in tongues as some Pentecostal people speak and, and others who might be charismatic, you might speak in tongues here and that's fine. Others, might, others see it as the manifestation or of God being able to speak in, literally in other languages so that we can actually send that message out, so that that message being for others as well as ourselves can be spoken, so that there are no limitations of language to be able to get the message out. But again, whichever way you look at it, it's the same message it's the message of kenosis. Let me introduce you to some, to some concepts, Christian concepts. Kenosis is about God giving abundantly. And when God gives abundantly to us, we can't help but give abundantly back. That's what's fired up the whole of Christianity, kenosis if you can remember that word, K-E-N-O-S-I-S. -S. It's fired Christians for centuries. That's why Christians do sometimes ridiculously abundant giving when it seems nonsensical. Let me read a story to you. It's only a short story. I went to go for my glasses, but I forgot I've got my contacts on, so I don't need them. <laughs> so it's okay. This is actually... Um, a story from The Gift of the Magi by an American writer, O. Henry. And this is just retold, just, the, um, I guess, recalled here in, in this book. And it's about the tale of Della and James, and they're newlyweds, and they're madly in love with each other. And they're also poor as church mice, and their first Christmas together finds them without sufficient funds to buy each other gifts. But each of these lovers does have one prized possession. James owns a gold watch given to him by his grandfather. And Della has stunning auburn hair falling all the way down to her waist. Unbeknownst to Della, James pawns his gold watch. 
in order to buy her beautiful silver combs for her hair. And unbeknownst to James, Della cuts and sells her hair in order to buy him a gold watch chain. You're getting the picture. On Christmas Eve, the two of them stare bewilderedly at their completely useless gifts. It's been a pointless sacrifice. Pointless, that is, unless love itself is the gift of the Magi. God wants to give. When those people on that day of Pentecost received the Spirit, firstly, the disciples who had been watching and being with Jesus. And then secondly, it's told that 3,000 were changed that day or empowered that day. 3,000, that's pretty awesome. How many 3,000 people deciding that they wanted this empowerment? And so they decided to go and be baptised. Now they were being baptised for repentance. But those of you that have heard me before will understand what I'm talking about when I say repentance. Because repentance is not always that traditional way that we think of as, you know, turning away from our sins. Yes, it's part of it. But remember what I've spoken of before. They were baptised in metanoia. They were baptised for the greater mind. They wanted to go and become enlightened. So what are we talking about here? These 3,000 people seeing the disciples empowered with the Holy Spirit decide, I want some of that. I want it. Let me be empowered too. Let me have what you've got. And so they went. And they went, repented, metanoia, into the greater mind and allowed themselves to be enlightened, enlightened into the ways of God. This hasn't stopped. It's exactly the same today as it was then. God is the same God. God loves us abundantly, overabundantly, just like that story, regardless of whether we accept it or not, regardless of whether what I've given to somebody when I was a little girl was accepted or not, God still wants to give. So wherever you're at in your life, whether you're in a good place at the moment and things are going well, or whether there's some struggles, whether there's some hardships, whether there's some tough stuff, that you're doing. God knows what's there. God's love is there for you. And yes, it's etheric. Christianity is a spiritual relationship with God. It's not all head knowledge because it's illogical. It defies logic. It's spiritual. And if you're in any of those places that I've described today, good or bad, challenging or not challenging, we can all do with some more of God.
to empower us, help us through the tough times, the good times, and also help others. Let's pray. We're so blessed, Lord, that you've given us the spirit, the spirit of power to light up our lives and to light up the lives of others. We don't always know everything about who you are, but we do know that it's a gift for us so that with your canotic love, overabundant giving, that we might be able to not only receive it, but to be able to give it, to have it manifest itself in us so brightly that the world just sees it. And so we can go out in that power and help in whatever way you guide us. Help us today, Lord. We give you our lives afresh. Encourage us. Enlighten us, metanoia. Expand our mind, metanoia. And help us to be your light for ourselves and the world. Amen. Amen.